0: this
1: is the refuge project welcome to the refuge project the refuge project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place we are your hosts i am pastor david we got james we're gonna kick it here today man how's it going
0: dude it feels like it's been so long since we've done this it has been a little bit you know (laughs) it
1: has been a little bit pastor caesar they dropped their last one mm-hmm. shout out to that one that one's doing well shout out to germany for coming in oh thank you germany uh, Germany, come in i i would i would name these cities but uh i don't not have enough <coughs> yo i got it
0: let me see it <coughs> me what see is it. this Be- baden Württemberg. vert you gotta say those two little dots Wurt. above there. yeah that's an umlaut yeah you didn't know I took. A, you didn't know I took German oh, in, really? in high school. Okay, all right, all right. I still don't know how to speak
1: it. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a couple more, uh, New South Wales from Australia, mm. and Victoria came in. So hey. shout out to all those people dropping by. Uh, Canada, there's a new Canada. Uh, say this one. Oh
0: man, what is that? What is that? I didn't take French. Let me see. Uh, oh, that's Saskatchewan. <laughs> for real, yeah Sask- Saskatchewan, that's a real place I've heard people say before
1: Oh, So that sounds like uh, somewhere a bunch of Indians would be
0: uh, I mean, there probably was uh, Up there, there are Eskimos, right? Eskimos, yeah. so same thing but different We sound so dumb uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think so, yeah
1: Sorry for all my Indians And Eskimos out there We're not trying to what are they what are they saying on on the culture? What's going on? Appropriate? Appropriate. I don't think yeah. that's what we're doing. No, here. no, no. no. We're,
0: this is uh, ignorance or something else. Very much a lot of ignorance. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it would be uh, because all over North America there was you know the Native Americans yeah. when the Europeans came over. So mm-hmm. it would be just you know whichever ones were up in the Canadian area. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty or the now Canadian area, it wasn't really Mm. the white devils, yeah. 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 Napoleon coming coming in here
1: and giving all these Indians diseases, Diseases, that's right. Little dirty white people, (laughs)
0: disease ridden
1: man. So, man, I said, You got we got we need to catch up on a couple things, yeah. So, a couple things, you know, we've been going through these you know, daytime episodes, you know, like uh general hospitals yeah, and, yeah. and and things on on your truck uh-huh and you know, this whole, you know... My life's
0: a soap opera, dude. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it a, it's a sad, not-that-interesting soap opera. And then, you know, and your hard drive's... Drive yeah, you know? and all the people don't look as good. Yeah. Because uh, hard
1: drive thing's like a real deal because, you know, like people deal. paying you to do stuff and you can't give them what they've done, right? Well,
0: it's like all... It's all of my old music stuff that I've that me and Ben have worked on for years. It's like all the original files are on there. Mm. And it's... Um, a couple different bands' musics that I've been either recording or mixing stuff for them. Mm. It's all of their information on there. How are they taking it? They've been surprisingly cool about everything. Yeah. I think I told you, uh, these days, like, these days it's so weird if you tell somebody that some piece of tech that you have messed up, they take it, like, you just told them your grandma died, or something, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that." Yeah, hey, that happened to me before, and it, you know, it's yeah. it's very strange. Uh, everybody's very understanding about it, but um, yeah. So the hard drive, so I took it to, I think I told you, I took it to those sketchy people, and I'll meet them all. That the was the man where this and
1: that guy to open his door, and it wasn't even the right door.
0: No, 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 that was with the license. The getting oh the no title no that was the, the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a different one. That was a dip- so different So with the hard episode. drive, the last place we I did, the last thing we did was uh me and Adam had take I had taken oh, it with yes. Adam. Yes. We opened the whole thing up. We figured out what the problem was, but nobody wants to work on a hard drive. They just all want to recommend data recovery and it's going to be 1500 bucks or whatever. That's What is it worth to you? <sighs> Dude, I don't know because it's worth a lot to me. I got So is it worth fifteen hundred bucks? Because if
1: it was worth fifteen hundred you would already get $1. I mean, $1. I
0: guess well, this is the problem. I still feel like I can get it taken care of for not fifteen hundred dollars. Um, but at this point it's been like a month, so at some point the time's gonna outweigh right, right, even right, if right, I right, get it right, working. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I've still got a couple other little options that I'm going to try still. Um, but anyway, so I took it to the dudes, and I'll meet them all, who was like, oh, yeah, we could do that data recovery thing. For sure, we could do it, and I'll charge you like 100 bucks, No big deal. And I was like, well, that's crazy, but okay. So I took it to him, um, and he said, I got a lot of stuff going on, though. Um, I can get it back to you sometime next week. And I said, okay, cool. And, and, the, and every time I finished talking to them, they're like, we're, we're going to call you. They never call. Sounds you know? like your truck. Yeah, we're going to call you. So anyway, so the next week, after five or six days, I called them because I knew they weren't going to call me. So I called them and said, hey, want to get an update? They're like, oh, yeah, I meant to call you, uh, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to be able to do it here, but we got a buddy on the other side of town, and uh, he's got this other equipment, whatever. He should be able to do it. Can we send it to him? I said, yeah, please fix it and hey, get, the, get the data. So you go, okay, so he sends it to the guy on the other side of town. Uh, it's another week. So basically by the time they finally get the thing back from the guy, he's like, it's been like two and a half weeks. And they said, yeah, it didn't work. We weren't able to do it. So they just like wasted two and a mm. half weeks of my time. Mm. Didn't get the stuff. So mm. I finally was able to pick it up yesterday. And uh, so now I've got it back. So I, I decided I was just going to try to do it myself because you can download um, data recovery software online for like 100 bucks. And do it yourself. But the problem is, the problem with my hard drive is like a physical hardware issue. The little arm that's supposed to read and write on the hardware disk, Mm -hmm. I mean on the hard drive disk, that reads data on there and puts data on there, writes it on there, that arm doesn't move back and forth. So it's like a physical issue on there. It's not a software issue. But all of these softwares you can download, it's all stuff like... I accidentally deleted some files. How uh, you can this software will get it back and stuff like that. It's all like software issues. Like my hard drive stopped working because of some update. You know, it's all like that stuff. So it's not working on any of these free ones. Um, So I was still going to look at a few more, but I don't think I'm going to have any luck with that. But I told you I took it to that computer time guy. I mean Mm -hmm. the donut time guy. Um, And he basically when he tried to do it and said he couldn't get it working. He was trying a bunch of software stuff too. But now I know what the problem is. And I had taken a video of us taking it apart and like what was going on. So I was going to send it, send him that video today and be like, hey, can you like yeah. replace this part? Because I think he'd actually be able to do it. Um, but I left my hard drive at home now. so ah. <laughs> So I guess I got to go back home. I don't know. We'll see. But that's where we're at now with the hard drive situation. I'm very sad about it. Very sad. But I'm going to get it fixed. I'm going to figure it out. But I'm still very sad because it's been like a month, and yeah, yeah, feel bad about that. And then the title situation. I think I, uh, last week at church, I my dad had printed me off another yeah. temporary tag uh-huh. that they had sent me, um, and so I took it out to the the cop you that did. sits in our yeah. I took okay. it out to the cop that sits in the parking lot here. I said, "Hey, can you tell me if this is even he legit?" Said that's for a Honda Civic. Yeah no, no 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 he goes no it's a legit tag It's all that's all right and everything I said okay so I didn't know if that was good news or bad news for me I mean I was I guess it's good news but I mean they're not they're not totally scamming me right but th- so this leads me to believe that their story about the title company being the problem is more
1: correct yeah
0: um, but anyway so he said no it's legit and I said okay so next question so I gave him a quick rundown of the situation I said what are my options what can I do. And he pulls out a picture of a business card, and he says uh, – and it's like a lady, a lawyer lady that does title work. That's like her specialty is these kinds of situations. He was like, hit her up. She'll know what to do. So I called her. She said, I'm with a client. I'll call you back. And she didn't call me back. <laughs> <laughs> and then – and so then I emailed her, and she didn't email me back. So I can call her again, but I don't think she's going to get back to me. So I think I'm going she to look for... She have just been really busy. She could have just been really busy, you know. Might She's a lawyer, one, man. May give her one more call. I'll give her one more. Yeah. Um, and What's your options? Yeah, I just... <laughs> I'm running out of options on all these things. It might be scenarios. worth one more call. I'll give her a call. But uh, my tag's good till November. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I have got, got another four weeks, man. Just, the end of, end of November. This is my... No, it's like the second week. Ah, of this weeks. is uh, yeah, This is my weeks. life. This is yeah. my boring, pathetic, <laughs> just,
1: yeah. just same. Listen, man, it's better than um, I don't know if it's better, but I I've had just, just a terrible, terrible. Let's hear know?
0: about it. We should make the whole episode just about us how terrible. Com- our lives. Yeah, are. we should just complain about stuff for an hour. So
1: over the last couple months, I've had these little leaks, water leaks in my garage. Mm-hmm. Well, you who know? hasn't? You know. And so. And it's the water that supplies my bathroom in the garage, and then it also supplies the water that goes to my parents' ap- apartment,
0: so you're good, but yeah, your parents so I' good, good,
1: you know, other than you know getting home and the whole down <laughs> you know the garage is flooded, uh-huh, yeah, you know what I mean uh so that happened twice, and uh so then I come home again and and I s- notice there's water running out of the garage door <laughs> down the driveway. Right,
0: that's a good sign.
1: And I told Calvin, I said, "Man, I said we got to do something." And he was just like, "Okay." So he, you know, he comes over, he gets a plan together, he gets me a list of stuff that I need, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Okay, so this is what we're gonna do Saturday. We're gonna knock this thing out." Well, Friday I go in there, and I'm cutting sheetrock out of the bathroom so we can get to where we need. So when he mm-hmm. comes over, put the you know the professional to work and that yeah. and to worry about all these other Ready things. Ready to go. So I'm all nasty and all these things. And, well, I end up dropping my phone, and, and so I pick the phone up, put it back in my pocket, and then I, later on I go see like what time it is, and I notice my phone's cracked now, <laughs> right?
0: What's the deal with those cracks? They're not cracked when you drop it, and then you take it out of your pocket later? I don't know. I That's happened
1: to me before, too. Because I thought it, when I looked at it, at first it wasn't cracked. Yeah. So like, I happened? don't know. I'm, it might be some tension or something on it, right? Mm. So I finally finished cutting down everything that he, and every time I send a picture, he's like, cut another hole here, you know? <laughs> so I'm cutting all these holes, and, and so finally I get there, and I go inside, and my sister's waiting on the delivery, so she's working in my office, in my home office. And uh, so I go in, I get the shower running, because I got the sheetrock all over me and everything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I "Knock!" I can hear her knocking on my bedroom door, so... Uh, she's like, Bubba, there's water in the living room. <laughs> so I go in there, I look, and there's a water leak leaking down the Ooh. wall in my living room.
0: You got problems. Yeah. You got pipe problems.
1: So I go in there, and, and the house was repiped like six or seven years ago.
0: But it's leaking everywhere. It's leaking everywhere because they've done it wrong,
1: right? Mm. So now we have to chase these leaks or have the hi- house replumbed at the cost of twenty something thousand so dollars. Not,
0: it's all still messed up?
1: Well we repaired the parts the garage we repiped mm-hmm. because it was fairly easy, less than, you know, it's probably around fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. You know? Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um so good. You're done. You know? Figured it out. Yeah. I mean now I cut this big giant hole in the living room, <sighs> fixed that one. Holes are still there. Getting a sheetrock guy over there. Well, then
0: my truck breaks down. (laughs) (laughs) So much. This is the newer truck? That, no, the well, this the is, work truck that you just bought a few months ago. No, no, no. This is the newest work truck I have. Yeah, okay, the one that shouldn't down. Yeah, shouldn't
1: yeah. break down. You know, I mean, it's got a hundred thousand miles. Just on it, like it's the like pipes like a, that shouldn't. It's a two thousand thirteen, so it's not that old. Yeah, yeah you know, man. it's, what nine years old or something. Uh-huh. Um, a good truck, and uh, so I give my tech my truck, and so I take his truck and I take it down to the. You know, the the transmission shop. And uh, so supposedly it's some sensor that every other truck in the whole world, the sensor's on the outside of the transmission. Mm
0: -hmm. Not yours.
1: My particular year. The only time that Ford did it, they put it in that year inside the transmission. Because you're special.
0: You're special. You got a special truck.
1: So I take it down there. Something I probably could do. But I decided, hey, I'm going to let the professionals handle Mm -hmm. this. So I go down there. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's this part. The part's only $300. bucks." i am like, sweet. He said, but it's going to cost you $900 to put and, it in. Yeah. And on top of that, it's on a national back order.
0: <laughs> so it's going to be like months. Yes. <laughs> so oh, I man. have this
1: anchor sitting in my. Yeah. It looks good sitting there. That's
0: right. But it doesn't run. This is a good episode, y'all. Yeah. Um, let's so, see what else is. But going God on? is good. He is all the time,
1: <laughs> all the time. God is
0: good. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. These
1: are the times that we really can reflect, you know. And and, and oh, and all, all to say that, right? <laughs> and then my son comes home and tells me that you know he's talking to some girl.
0: Which one, the Kelby? No,
1: no, Luke. Luke. Yeah, his first girl.
0: Friend. <laughs> I love that you worked that in. With all the problems you got going on, <laughs> he said. He said, and also, my <laughs> what's the deal with the girl? I it's a mean, problem. She's cute. <laughs> you lumped it in with the problems, I though. I mean, is it like? What? I like I told him
1: yesterday, and shout out to all the ladies out there because I love you, ladies. You know, shout out to Luke. Shout out to Luke. I mean, like I said, she's cute. Uh-huh. You know, I seen it in his eyes. See Friday. <laughs> Friday, this is how I knew. So Friday, we had a football game. He plays in the band. And uh, it was a Laporte versus Mount Bellevue. Is she in, in the Laporte. band too? Yeah, she's in oh, the band. Oh,
0: yeah. What does she play?
1: She plays the same thing saxophone, right? Oh, so the, a couple of saxophonists. Yeah, just out there playing jazz music back and forth to each other. So we go to Laporte. We normally don't travel, but Nate. You know, Wahlberg is playing over there. This is a good time for a lot of the church people to come and yeah. see, you know, sure, a lot yeah. of the youth staff was there supporting both sides, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Well, he's walking back after the performance. They killed it on the field. Yeah. And this little young blonde girl's like, walking next to him. And we're waiting. Hey, look, you know, trying to embarrass him. Well, he's ignoring us.
0: Oh.
1: And I was just like, afterwards, I'm like, who's the girl? <laughs> Because obviously you just got too cool to wave to your parents.
0: <laughs> Who's nah, the chick? Yeah, I see why it's a problem. Okay, Who's and what did he say?
1: Oh, it's nobody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Just don't want her to know who you guys are. It's
1: nobody. So that's fine. Nobody, okay? I already know.
0: Ignored you for nobody.
1: Because when You're Adam and Victoria got together, they weren't even together. They were just friend oh, nobodies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And I said, "Y'all gonna get end up getting married." <laughs> I called it because nobodies don't look at each other like that. That's right. You know what I mean. That's right. So this was whole thing was going. I'm not saying they are gonna get married, but they was nobody look at each other.
0: So, so, what's he say now? She's so not yesterday nobody anymore. He,
1: so yesterday, uh huh. This is you know Monday after all that happens. Oh yeah. I'm like, where's Luke? Normally home about five forty-five, hanging
0: out with nobody. Now six thirty.
1: I told his mom, I said, you need to call him. Oh, I'm on my way home. I had a situation in school.
0: Uh-huh. All right, a so when you get home, you know,
1: school. well, now you got this situation, now you get to go pick up dinner, uh-huh. you know? So he goes to get dinner, come back. We're all sitting down. as a family talking about it. I said, let's talk about nobody. <laughs> so, oh, that's not what was going on at school. I said, what was going on? What, what took you so long to get home from school? Uh-huh. He goes, well... I had to talk to this girl. She was having a bad day, blah blah uh, blah. And I'm saying, is this girl uh-huh. nobody from yeah. the film? <laughs> yeah. No, this is another girl. I'm like,
0: oh, <laughs> heck.
1: and I'm like, so what's this girl's issue? <laughs> well, this girl likes me, but I don't like her.
0: Uh huh. Because I like nobody. Yeah, because he likes
1: nobody. <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and so he had to
1: sit down and talk to this girl and tell her he can't like her because he likes nobody. Yeah, you know. And so then I started getting into. It. Like, Let me tell you something.
0: You said, son, do you realize the pipes are leaking right now? <laughs> do you realize you see the holes in the wall? Do you realize my truck still doesn't work? <sighs> so what'd
1: you tell him? I told him. I said, look, man. I said, this is the honest to god truth, and I love you ladies out there. <laughs> But I told him, I said, "Listen, tell him, girls are drama,
0: drama, especially high school girls. <sighs> yeah, drama.
1: drama, And I said, and their drama comes around, and guys in high school are so dumb, y'all believe the drama.
0: Woo! Oh, yeah.
1: I said, so you're right off in the middle of this drama, and you're believing her. She's crying on your shoulder just to get your attention Let's because you over there like a nobody, mm. and she wants to be somebody." Mm.
0: Where's my buttons? Bang! And how did he respond? I know, Dad.
1: <laughs> and I said, if you knew,
0: you wouldn't have been staying late at school. You wouldn't
1: mean staying late at school with somebody when nobody was trying to call.
0: It's <laughs> so true. Wait, so does nobody like him? Did he get that far yet? He's, you know, oh yeah, him
1: and nobody talking now.
0: How are they talking?
1: Yeah. And I told him, I said, listen, if you're going to have a nobody and a somebody in your life, then you can't be talking to somebody <laughs> when nobody is you're already talking to, because then somebody and nobody because are going to end up having drama.
0: Everybody's going to have a problem. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Including your dad, mm. who's got leaky pipes. Leaky pipes. I tell you what, man. Broken phone. Oh, and your phone, bro. I forgot about that. Yeah. You first phone wrong. I've ever broke. Ugh, I don't believe that
1: for a second. Not the first phone that I have that's been broken.
0: Yeah,
1: first phone I
0: broke. Ah, okay. I, I because guess I got
1: I, kids, and you let them have it at the dinner table, and then they drop it under the mm-hmm. table, and it crashes. That'd or,
0: make, yeah. you know, yeah. But you know, this was this was good. I think that was all we needed to say. <sighs> I liked it. I liked that you were the most passionate by far talking about the girl that doesn't really matter. Not the pipes, not the truck, not the phone.
1: You know, it's like he's growing up, bro. Yeah. And okay. I can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Because I've already talked to him about, like, what he's dating. Why, why do you date? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You what, date he 16? To, yeah,
1: he's 16. You mm-hmm. date to find a wife.
0: Yeah.
1: Are you looking to get married right now? <laughs> no? Then why are you dating him? <laughs> I'm with you. It's just drama. I get it. I'm with you. I said, do you like your money? You have to work all summer long
0: for a <laughs> few dollars. Fun. do you like your money? And uh, they just drain you. That's good. Yeah, stick with the money angle. That's a good angle. Uh, he likes money, too. Mm-hmm. Well, he likes to save money. He don't like to spend money. Yeah, that was me, too. I But get for it.
1: some reason, those little somebodies, little buddies <sighs> just take your money.
0: They do. And you give it to them. And you're okay with it. But look hey, but the best ones, the ones that are worth it, they don't want your money. Mm, that's there we right. go. Now we're talking. They'll be they'll they like, say, Let me buy my own hamburger. Yeah, they say let's split the let's split the bill. Let's go to Taco Bell. Or they here, say, bro. Hey, we don't have to do anything now. Why don't we just we just watch a movie whatever. That's dangerous. That one yeah, never mind. I take that one. <laughs> But they will say, we don't have to go let's to go the to fancy restaurant.
1: Let's go to your dad's house let's and watch the movie t- in the living room with all the lights on. Yeah, let's do that.
0: Yes. In fact, why don't we see if your parents want to watch the movie, too? Yeah, I double date with like- your parents. I like that idea. And maybe they'll pay for it all. Yes, I would do that. Now you're talking to yes. a savvy girl. Yes. That's worth it. I like it already. Mm-hmm. Hope nobody's that somebody. <laughs> I, hope-
1: <laughs> I really do hope somebody's that nobody. No, don't. Nobody. Nobody's that somebody.
0: Here. I th- yeah. Well, that was good. I'm glad we did that. I'm yeah. glad we talked about. I feel like it. I
1: feel like there's been a weight lifted off my shoulders. I'm.
0: That's good. Yeah. Me too. I'm glad I got to you know pick that up for you a little bit. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. let's just jump into other news. Okay. Culture corner. Well, as I got the weight lifted off my shoulders. You know Luke's
0: so happy, that We just spent 10 minutes oh, talking yeah. about Oh, yeah. you know sure. what? He listens. Yeah. You know it. Good. <laughs> Shout out, Luke.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he listens. Sorry, son. It <laughs> is what it is. Keep them. nobodies you, out of your life.
0: You've been talking to him like, don't worry, son. You can tell me anything. I won't. <laughs> I, I, won't I won't
1: say <laughs> nothing to Every one of your youth pastors and <laughs> everybody that listens to this podcast, your Don't business.
0: Wor- doors, huh? <laughs> Man, you met- Why anyway, did you just what- remind me about uh, all that? So I just thought about it as that super sick beat, you know, was going off. As- Culture? Anyway. Man. Well,
1: as I got the weight lifted off my shoulders, mm. the weight is now on Dante Bowie. Bowie. I thought of it was. of of Maverick City music yeah. after his Bad Bunny video backlash. Bad bunny backlash. Yes. So mm. I guess Dante was in a party bus and he was dancing along to the Bad Bunny song and singing it and getting crunk. Mm. And Maverick City was just like, Hey, that's not the look we're going <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, we're <laughs> And it was in Spanish, so a lot of people didn't know, but there are some people here that speak Spanish. And this is what the thing was saying. It says, after the beach, let me know where we're going. Mm -hmm. If we dry off with the towel and again we get wet, Mm -hmm. let it be in my bed.
0: Well, geez, Bad Bunny. Yes,
1: Bad Bunny is a...
0: You think he speaks Spanish? Bad Bunny? No, uh, Dante.
1: I don't know, but I think he was getting crunk to the song. Yeah. In this party bus.
0: Maybe he just liked the beat. He didn't even know that. That's the first time he ever heard the song. (sighs) But this is the thing. This can't be the first time. Yeah. You said he's on the party bus.
1: He was on the party bus. Mm. And then what other secular music they're listening to. And then, you know, if you get out of line, somebody's going to slap you on the hand and say, hey, man, that's probably not a good look for what we got going here for the church, Mm -hmm. Maverick City, at the end of the day. Is mm-hmm. part of a church, the, right. the worship band, uh, so it's probably not a good look for the church. Probably not a good look for the ministry.
0: What is this party bus he's on? I don't, I don't
1: know. It was uh, had all the you know the party stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I, did, I just didn't have a small clip of, of the video. No, Pastor, Cedar, uh, uh, Pastor Cedar sent us the uh, the
0: uh, news clip. Yeah. So, but I did hear about this, but
1: I didn't put the two and two together until he sent this. That's,
0: yeah, that's probably what it is. <clears throat> Caesar sent us uh, a uh, an article talking about how Maverick City just like did they say they like fired him parting, or is it like
1: they're parting ways is what it says Dante uh, Bowie to leave Maverick City after Bad Bunny video backlash this is what the article that I've just pulled mm, up
0: okay so the article that Caesar sent us didn't mention the uh, party bus stuff it just said. You know, he did, something happened, and he's not going to be with them anymore.
1: Unspecified period.
0: Yeah, there you go. But so David did a little uh, Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. looked up some stuff, and he said, oh, it's probably because of this. Yeah, it's probably because of the bad bunny stuff. So we don't know for sure, but... Uh,
1: the bad bunny was probably the last straw that broke the bunny's back.
0: He probably was doing a little something with a few bunnies for a while, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, there was probably... Multiple it's bunnies. Probably not in his the life. first time. When there's multiple bunnies in your life or nobodies,
0: <laughs> he's out of control of the And I don't like it. I like it. Things happen.
1: There's drama. Yeah. From what we understand.
0: Yeah. So what Caesar wrote, he said, uh, well, let's see. He said, it's another, yet another story that feeds into uh, the celebrity Christian trash fire that is our world. Trash fire. Said, can a believer heal in private when they're given themselves to the public? Which is a good question, although he wrote it with a period, not a question mark. Caesar, you need—that's a question mark right there.
1: Unless he's making a statement, hmm. but it's really a question. It's a
0: question yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's good though. Yeah, because a lot of these uh, these like Christian celebrities, you know, they get celebrity status. Like all the Christians know them, and then they do something wrong just like everybody does. And then they, you know, they have stuff like this happen Yeah. or they got to go make a statement. You know, they got to like, they can't just repent in their prayer closet to the Lord. They got to like repent to the public. Right. And all the Christians of the world that looked up to them.
1: Well, let's just hold on to that thought right (laughs) there because that's something I want to talk to talk about today. Mm Did you, did you bring the story?
0: it wasn't important. Okay,
1: so let, let let's just jump right into the song and then let's just come back to um let's come back to what we were just talking about right there. All right, what's this the song? is the Lion Elevation Worship. Let the Ryan Lion roar. Chris Brown and Brendan yeah. Lake. The Lake Brendan Lake. So let's just get right into that whole thing that we're talking about. You have all these celebrity pastors, you know, people like Carl Lentz that we, you know, we they failed and he just kind of resurfaced here the last couple of weeks. You and said that
0: was Elevation Worship?
1: The one we just listened to is yeah. Elevation Worship. Because
0: they've even had their scandal stuff too, right?
1: I, I mean,. Not really scandals, but people just always picking at them as far as, like, is that what the Bible really says? And his pastor, you know. Didn't they have it
0: like, was it like one of the pastor's sons or something we talked about?
1: Yeah, the pastor's son released a a secular song, you know. Um, But, I mean, as far as scandals is, you know, like Carl Lentz is outside of his marriage. Uh, The the fastest growing church here, here in Houston the pastor, um, I forgot his name, uh, stepped out on his wife, and now he's living with the chick, and don't even want to... Oh, in Houston? I yeah. Heard that one. Uh, yeah, you know, we talked about it here on the podcast. So I forgot the guy's name. But anyways, and then, you know, the stuff that was going on in the main campus at Hillsong, and the the, the guy that founded Hillsong, he he's stepped down, and all mm-hmm. these different things. All the celebrity pastors, and all the mega churches, and all these different things... Uh, all of these different mega churches having these bands that are uh, that's penetrating culture and that's bigger than the church mm-hmm. and um, what does the church really want? You know, we have mega churches which are like I think the the. The definition of a mega church is any church over a thousand or two thousand people or something like that. Yeah. The average church in America is only like seventy five people mm-hmm. but then you have these churches that are that have seventy five people that are wanting their church to look like a mega church with the lights yeah. and the smoke mm-hmm. and the you know the music and all of these these things and then it's always. There's always a bubble to be popped, right? And no matter what it is, we've seen the, the housing bubble pop. We've seen the financial bubble pop. Yeah. We've always seen these. When is there going to be a time when the American church bubble pops?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When the church really says, I don't want it anymore? Or do they really want it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that why there are so many of these churches um that that's what the church wants, or is the church really ready for the bubble to pop when we go back? And listen, man, I like the lights. I, I'm the guy that's probably the most responsible for the way our stage look like. Yeah. You know. Um, because I you know, I, I push pastor to buy these different things and just really try to dress it up. I like mm-hmm. the stuff. Yeah. We don't have the smoke and we don't have the moving lights, which sometimes I wish we would. For certain events, maybe not for a Sunday morning church, but for certain events. Yeah. Um. So I'm as guilty as the next guy for wanting some of these things. So the question is, what does the church, what does the American church really want? Are, are they ready for just a nice building with white walls for us to come in and have an acoustic set?
0: Yeah.
1: Or do they like the show? Do they like... All of their senses to be touched in a worship setting.
0: What's well, tough because uh, all these, not all, most of the smaller churches you're talking about, you know, we're all trying to go into all the world and make disciples and, you know, invite people to church. Like they're all trying to grow and spread the gospel. And so the more you grow, the more you start looking at these bigger churches and what are the bigger churches doing? Because we're trying to get more people to the church and all. And then I think they all emulate or start to emulate what the bigger churches are doing and what they're doing is they're doing all the lights and the smoke and all the crazy stuff. But right. then the same people will talk, you know, stuff like this will happen. Uh There's some scandal with this big church and they'll talk about, Oh, that that church is too big. And they'll, they'll bring all the negative stuff about the big church, but they're trying to emulate them because they're trying to get more. It's like, it's a, it's a bad cycle. Right. It's like, what do you do to yep. get out of that?
1: Yeah. I think that, at the end of the day, we can look back to the church in Acts and the Church in Acts was home churches. Yeah. Right? And you do you are seeing a lot of home churches going on right now. We just talked to uh uh Peggy a few episodes ago with her app and stuff like that, and, and she's involved in a home church mm-hmm. and she really likes the home church setting, but she does miss some of the bigger worship Yeah. Uh, settings too Mm -hmm. you know so I think a lot of times that you get that um, you get the one on one discipleship was super important Um, you don't have the celebrity the pastor can touch everybody in the church because he's got 15 or 20 people meeting in his living room Mm -hmm. which I think is super important Um, you have people like Michael Chandler Michael Chandler is a UFC guy, not a pastor. Uh, Chandler, I don't
0: know who you're going with. The guy
1: that just recently stepped down, uh, that had the inappropriate relationship, um, that his wife and everybody knew about, but they said that the the relationship wasn't it wasn't inappropriate. I forgot how they said it. Uh, Both husband and wives knew about it, but they were having this this conversation over DMs that were. I guess not suitable for a a pastor and and somebody in his flock. Um, So he has stepped down, not from the church, but just a time of rest Mm -hmm. and to, to kind of get him the help that he needs. But one of the things that came out of that, that was like the thing that broke the camel's back.
0: Yeah.
1: Because the way he was acting before that he was running so hard and so long. um, He was even pulling away from standing at the front door and greeting the folks because he was tired yeah. and everybody has an issue.
0: Mm.
1: Pastor, can I talk to you? Pastor, can I talk to you? You know, and it's one of those things where unfortunately pastors have to have schedules because pastors are preaching on Sunday and Wednesday and visiting the hospitals and visiting the the sick. And and then, you know, our church, we have 400 people or so meeting on the Sunday and out of four hundred people, how many people are having my issues? Their the yeah. house is falling down. Their yeah. kids are getting relationship. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? And yeah. but even worse than that, you yeah. know, um, and they're wanting to meet with you during during um, during the week, and you have even if you have one percent, Yeah,
0: that's forty people. You, you no, know, I'm sorry. Four. You
1: got four people. Yeah. You know, you spend hours. That's four hours of that week.
0: Yeah.
1: And most of the time, an hour goes about like that. You're in there mm-hmm. an hour and a half, two hours before you can even help somebody. Yeah. Um, so you're looking down a whole day of your week. Plus you got to prepare for two messages,
0: mm.
1: you know, and sometimes somewhere you have to get rest. Yeah. You know, a lot of pastors are off on Friday. So they're not, now they're having to do this in four days during the week because they're working on Sunday. Um, So you have all these different things. Uh, So I don't know what, what does the American church want? Do we, do we go back to the, the church at Acts because that's the way they've done it in the Bible? Or was that for them? And then God gave us a new wine for our for you know our wine skin now. Uh, new wine skin for our wine now. This is where I think I see the line. Celebrity anything in Christian is probably not
0: good. Yeah, not the best.
1: And how do you do that? Right. How do you do that in in a day of uh, technology information? How do you have worship songs that that are that are hits that that sing in every church in America and then not have celebrity?
0: Yeah.
1: How do you have a mega church that has the ability to really change culture because of the money that they can raise with 10,000 people? And dig wells in Africa and, yeah. and make change in Nigeria. Support
0: the missionaries. Support so.
1: the missionaries and make real right. change because at the end of the day, like I can give I can give a few dollars. But if I have a few dollars times ten thousand, I can make real change. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do that without celebrity?
0: It's I think it's just it's the problem with anything. When it starts small and it's good, you know, you've got the pros and cons of that. Like maybe it's a restaurant, you know, it's a small little burger shack or something. Uh, the burgers are the best. It's all made fresh right then and there. But eventually, you know, if you keep doing a good job and it grows and you've got 10 burger stands now, you know, it's not going to be as fresh. It's not going right. to be because it, it's got to be. There's just the you problems get of scaling anything. It's yeah. Good. So I think it's the same stuff with uh, with church stuff. You know, if you're just doing a little. Uh, a little service in your living room with 10 people, it's like you can really have more quality with each person, and, you know, all the benefits that go with having a small amount of people, but you're not reaching as many people. Um, So then you start reaching more people, but then you, you know, the relationships probably lack a little bit, because you just, you can't, like you said, there's just too many people for the one pastor to do all of that, and I don't know, man. It's tough. Any of, uh, there's pros and cons with all of it. Cause, like you said, once you get so big, like there's a lot of benefits to being a bigger church with more financial resources, with more just volunteer work. You know, if you want to get something done and you've only got like five people on the staff, it's a lot harder to get something done than if you had 30 people on the staff. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I think people just get uh people get distracted, you know? You start putting your faith in some celebrity person. That's going to, you know, that's never good. Uh I mean, you start to, you talk about those churches and the acts and all that. I mean, people started looking at Paul like he was the guy and he was like, "Hey, stop, hey, hey, you know, hey. stop yeah. that." It's been going on forever. Yeah, it's just the same stuff that keeps going on. Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: it's I think it's interesting because I hear a lot of churches that a lot of people say, man, I just want to go back
0: to, you know, when church used to be done. Do you really? Yeah, do you? <laughs> do, you do you really? It had some good things about yeah. it for sure. But it, you know, had th- some bad things I think too. that
1: people just like to complain. That's you true. Know?
0: Um, I mean, not us. No, I would never complain we about anything. We didn't complain for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that here. But there are people that will do that. Yeah. I They're- mean, and I, and, I, and I get it. Like, I get it. So
1: if you can't have it without the celebrity, maybe we shouldn't do the celebrity thing.
0: Yeah. I think it's more, um, more growing at, I guess, an appropriate speed uh, when you're ready for it. Mm, that's good. Uh, if you go back to the, the restaurant thing I was talking about, or really any business. uh, A lot of times people use this as a cop-out, but they'll say they're growing a small business, you know, so maybe they had one store and now they've got five, six stores and they've been slowly adding a store over a decade or whatever. And a lot of those, a lot of times you talk to those people that are in charge of like branching out and establishing new businesses with their business. They'll say stuff like, well, we could have had, you know, 20 new stores last year, but the quality control would be down and, you know, we're trying to make sure every store has high quality. And that's a good thing, although a lot of people use that as a cop-out. It's so not a cop-out because I,
1: that's happened in my business. Yeah. Because the, the growth that I could really have in my business, uh-huh. I, I could be a millionaire today. But. But I know if I if I just started hiring people and just put them out in trucks and just like, okay, you know, I'm just going to ch- chase the dollar.
0: Yeah. I it's would, not going to last, I would right? so
1: much headache, mm. you know, and then. And then turnover and processes and, and policies are not in place. And then yeah. like you say, quality control, all that goes by the wayside just to make sure you get that money in at the mm-hmm. end of the week. So so. I think
0: that can be applied with the church stuff too, you know, yeah, just because services are going good. You got a revival happening. That's great. You know, but you know, I think a lot of times they grow too fast and you lose your focus and people slip up, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of times this, is, this is where I think I see it. If at the end of the day, if if you can match the money that you're bringing in and the in the notoriety that you can bring in, and you match that to what you're sending out, mm-hmm. uh, so what I'm talking about is funding missions, uh, not uh, being in the 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 culture in the neighborhoods and, and doing outreaches and all those things, mm-hmm. then that balances out the things that you're 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 bringing in, right? Mm-hmm. Um but you can't just sit here and and like uh you know like a lot of these mega churches are doing and and just, you know, you're hanging out with Justin Bieber on the weekends like Yeah. Listen, I know a lot of these guys come from Bible college and they're well versed in the word and all those things and and they probably could put together a message at any time in 15 minutes Mm and get up there and just talk. Yeah. Right. I'm because they are well versed. But at the end of the day, that's not what church is about. I could, I could do that. Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Jesus, you are good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Anyway, wrap putting stuff together real quick,
1: yeah, I mean that, that that's I think where you you really begin to rely on yourself instead of God, mm. and that's when the things come unbalanced, yeah, and I think that if we look at anything that we do, God is a god of balance um uh, of a god of that's organized, he's just not out there just. Whatever he feels, and mm-hmm. he's you know, uh, oh yeah, you know, you, you need a little discipline in your life. I you mean, pop up, <laughs> pop a pipe in your house, you know, <laughs> um, send a girlfriend home with your son, <laughs> you know. He, uh, all, God, God is a god of structure. Mm-hmm. All of those things, and the, and I think that when we get outside of the umbrella of covenant with God, that, that's when you start seeing a lot of these things. So, in my opinion, mega church as as a church is not bad you know i i think and i and i'm probably going to catch a lot of heat for this that when i look at lakewood i see a mega church that's overall done it very very well sure when i see elevation i see and i know pastor caesar's gonna get me on this one i see a church (laughs) that's doing it well yeah I do I think that they do everything right? Do I think that every message that he has is you know backed up by theology and and it's it's some of it's not you know feel good messages, mm-hmm. yeah, but I can walk in any church and see that same thing,
0: yeah, and also I can c- walk in this church, yeah,
1: I've preached those messages mm-hmm. you know um uh, so just because they are on TV every week, we get to put the micro, micro um, microscope microscope on them.
0: Yeah. You and know? also on the flip side, just because your church is small is only got 30 people in it. Doesn't mean you're doing everything right. Listen, man, there's some
1: churches in, in some of the poorer parts of, uh, of Houston that have 30 church, 30 church members. Mm-hmm. And the pastor's driving a brand new Cadillac. Oh, yeah. But there's something wrong. Like, all of your people that go into your church are struggling financially, and you got a brand new suit on and a brand new Cadillac, there's something wrong with Yeah. You know, there's something wrong with that.
0: Also, you know, you haven't had a new member in 50 years. Maybe maybe your church should get a little bigger, you know? I don't think there's anything inherently good or bad about small, big, medium-sized churches. It's all, you know, all of these people that we keep bringing up as they – They were some big Christian celebrity and then they fell for whatever reason. They had to step back or they got fired or whatever. It's all just like they got caught up in this wave of momentum of their ministry or like whatever their thing was that was getting bigger and bigger and it was getting more successful. I mean, like this guy we were talking about, Dante, whatever, he's partying on the bus. You know, he's just like playing shows basically for. I don't know, a couple years now, whatever it's been. yeah. And they're just getting bigger and bigger. And he's just the music guy, just getting bigger and bigger. And he's got a little caught up in the life. And now he's got to step back. You know, the guy, the Justin Bieber pastor guy. Car-mute. He's just, you know, people are looking up to him more and more and more. He's the man. He looks so good. He's so cool and hip. He got caught up in it. And he started talking with some other chick that he shouldn't have been doing. Like, it's all just like we get distracted by whatever... The thing is, whether it's going good or bad, and uh, we lose that focus of, you know, what are you even doing here? You're supposed to be preaching Jesus to these people. I yeah, because I don't
1: crazy. think any of them ever started to be like, okay, man, I'm about to, I'm about yeah. to take over this Christian. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there who and, did, but you but know, they probably
0: didn't make it very far. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. We talked about, uh, well, I don't remember their names, I'm not gonna bring them up, but uh, but most people they just get distracted, man. Whether it's a big or even if it's the small church, you know you haven't had a new member in fifty years. It's like, well, what are you focused on? Are you trying to get new members? Are you trying to spread Jesus to people? Or Are you just trying to make the people that have been coming for thirty years feel comfortable?
1: Well, this this is the problem. So, um, the problem is as men, majority men. There's, I mean, I'm, I know there's some female pastors out there, but we have these people in our life. That uh, are supposed to hold us accountable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Uh, but the same people that are supposed to hold us accountable a lot of times are are you're writing our checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So just to say, for me and Pastor Mark, which we don't have any of these issues, but if I go in there and and I've challenged Pastor Mark on several things, um, but at the end of the day, he he holds the keys to my. Mm-hmm. Part of my living, right? Yeah, he writes my check at the end of the month, and uh, so a lot of times we're like, should I challenge it? Man, I've already challenged him three times this this month. Mm-hmm. Should yeah. this one really needs to be done? But maybe I'm gonna hold off because, yeah, you know, there's there is accountability for me here too. Um, if I'm just constantly in his face all the time, and then if you're stepping outside of that line now. It's easier for, if you're already outside the line, it's easier for you to go, okay, hey, uh, maybe we, we don't need you around here no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you start dismissing people that's holding you accountable. Ooh. You know? Um, and then not only are you affecting your ministry, but now you're affecting other people's ministry lives and other things like that. So um, it, it's it's difficult. There, there, there's a show on, on Netflix called Greenleaf, and it's about this church, and it's uh, a mega church, and um, and it's basically taking everything that church culture is and blowing it up really, really big. Okay. So
0: this is like a fictional. Show. Yeah, it's
1: a fictional okay. deal. Um, it's a show, and you know, sexual things that pastors have to deal with, and then it takes that and then just times it by a thousand. Yeah. Hollywoods you know? it out. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it does. And it's, so it's this whole Greenleaf family, right? And so anything that ever could go wrong, is in this movie, you know, and they just explode it. But it just really gives you an, an, for me, they were just like, people were saying, this 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 show is ridiculous because they're just exploding in Hollywood and everything that, you know, a church goes through. But when I see it, I was like, that's the way God sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you feel that way, that's the way God sees it. God doesn't see it as some little thing. Yeah, yeah. He sees that as some mega issue that is happening inside the church right now, mm-hmm. and we're going to sit back and get offended because that's the way they represent church. That's the way God sees the sin in our church. Mm. That's the way God sees the sin in our pastor as as a pastor here in in our lives. Yeah. You know, not some little oh he messed around with some lady, but he didn't have sex with her. Mm-hmm. That's not the way God sees it. God uh-huh. sees it as something huge, yeah. um, you know. And then, and, and a lot of in the other things in the churches, they're, you know, all the the current culture stuff, the gay stuff, and mm-hmm. all those different things. God doesn't see those things lightly. Yeah. That like people like Carl Lentz and and, and different things are or people are going to have to stand, um, account for those things. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to stand in front of God, and we're going to have to say. Man, I failed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are we going to be able to hear good job?
0: Yeah,
1: you know. And I, I tell you what, Ben. I, I appreciate my wife because, um, she finds a a way to balance me out to to encourage me, uh, but she also finds a way for for her to come in and she said, "Man, you know that comment that you made, blah blah blah, this and that." No, that's that's okay. probably mm-hmm. not the best thing you could have said. Same. You know? Um my wife. and And, man, it, sometimes it hurts. Yeah. It upsets me. Makes me mad. <laughs> you calling me out. Yeah. I'm the pastor. Doesn't feel good. You know, I'm the one running this thing.
0: Yeah, who's preaching? Yeah. <laughs>
1: pastor didn't hire you. <laughs> Did you, you know? get a chunk of that offering?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But at the same time, I have to find out why does it hurt? Yeah. Why is it, why it, is it making true? me feel this way? Yes, yeah. because it was true. because that You feel inadequate. hmm hmm And she's right. hmm And nobody likes to be wrong.
0: No.
1: You know? Um, and she we just and the reason I bring that up because we just recently had this this conversation, you know, our last um our last uh family night right before school and everything, or right after school, we're back together. We were sitting in, in in the field out here while the kids were playing on the water slides and stuff like that. It was my little group, right my my group that I let inside, mm-hmm. and it was us. And there was a couple other groups, kind of uh, pe- uh, families that were sitting, kind of on my outs. And you know, I'm letting loose because these are my people. You know, yeah. And not, I'm, I'm not even saying I'm over here being, you know whatever you ain't dirty and to the bad bunny yeah thing. i'm not doing the bad bunny stuff but i'm just being i am having fun you yeah. know but it's not it wasn't appropriate mm-hmm. you know it wasn't appropriate and uh, she called me out and i was just like but 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 and then she was just like don't no, listen to what i'm telling you and then i'm just like yeah 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 but that wasn't the right thing to say yeah and when do we lose that in our in in our surroundings and the people that are supposed to hold us accountable like what happens? Where do those people go? Mm. Do they get caught up in the the momentum, like you were saying, too? And yeah. they're not seeing the.
0: Are they the, just not around anymore, or are you just not listening to them anymore? Yeah. What happens to the the the
1: the staff? What happens to the the board and, and those things? And you know, I've been in a lot of board meetings from church to secular and uh there's always the one or two people in there that'll speak their mind but there's also the ones there that'll just yes sir yeah whatever. just go with yeah, it just, just go get with this whatever over yeah with mm-hmm. you know and there's been a couple of young guys that's coming to our board here and uh I always pull them to the side and I'm just like man listen you were asked to be a part of this board because we value what you have to say mhm we value your character.
0: Say something. For,
1: your, for you to sit back and just say nothing, man, we, we could go get that from somebody else. Yeah. So, you know, I tell them, say something. You know, if you don't agree with it, you don't have to bash nobody, but just tell us why you don't agree with that because we might look at that and go, we've never even seen it from that point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's great about having a, a relationship with a male and a female in, in a home. Because we see it from two different perspectives. Totally. That's why it's important to have a male and a female, not just a male and a male or, or, or a female and a female. Because mm-hmm. we have to see this from different perspectives because I'm going to see something because the way I grew up, a little bit different than than you would. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what does the church want, man? I, and I think at the end of the day that we had a meeting not too long ago with the pastors, and there was a little bit of a debate that was going on in there. And... It was, do we have to do some of the things, that the, do we have to compete with the world? Um, And I think we do.
0: To a certain extent. To a
1: certain sure. extent, yeah. yeah. We do have to compete because at the end of the day, the world is offering people, young people, old people, a lot of things. Mm. And if we don't have something to compete with that, that will draw them in, then we're in a losing battle, right?
0: But, of course, you can go too far. Yeah,
1: you go too far, and then you're, you know, hanging out with, you know, these celebrities and mm-hmm. with your shirt off and yeah. pants hanging a little bit too low yeah. and Those not leaving anything fit. for the imagination. Mm-hmm. We always talk about the women. Mm-hmm. Oh, the women need to put something on. They're these on there guys, and dude, Man, put a so, shirt on. Yeah. Put As, a shirt on. And then on. you find out some of these guys are not celebrities. They're pastors. Yeah. You're like, man, what is going on?
0: You notice the guy's shorts keep getting shorter? Yeah. What's going on?
1: I don't know. So this has been a thing. These I call them European shorts. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where it started, right? Over in Europe, they have these, like, shorts. Well, I don't know if
0: that's where it started, but it had been way more, that was, like, the style there for a long time. A long time. When yeah. I was, I mean, I'm 28. When I was growing up as a teenager, get, like, it was always, like, all the baggy clothes. Yeah. Was what you wanted? You'd have not above the knee. Yeah, yeah. It had to be just under the knee. Yeah, for sure. And if you were a real G, you know your shorts go all the way down to your ankles. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't that much, but for sure, my shorts always like by the knee. Yeah. And now it's like they're going mid thigh and they're getting higher and higher. Noah think. will
1: not wear a pair of shorts if it touches his knee.
0: Ooh. See, I, I. It depends on what you're doing. If I'm just casually sitting around, I'm cool with it hitting my knee. If I'm, if these are my shorts to go, I'm gonna go hiking in i'm gonna go i don't know play some ball in or something i wanted a little above because i don't want to get stuck but these guys you know what i think it is man there's been this it seems like um fitness has like hit this new trendy thing so a lot more people are getting into fitness now and so with the guys you know they're all trying to get them big them big quads Mm -hmm. them big thighs man and so the shorts keep getting shorter just to show off them legs a little more. Yeah, it's really it's really I think, weird.
1: I think that is one thing that social media has helped us in, in America, really, and across the world, probably, is all these workout videos and mm-hmm. these celebrities like showing every time they get pumped up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of taking this younger generation and say, "Hey, man, fitness is important." Yeah, you know, For, which
0: that's good, but they. It, just like any of this stuff. Just like the church stuff. You know, it goes too far. Right. And, uh, then you and have it's those, not
1: so good. Then you have those freaks that are doing, like, fake implant biceps. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You can
0: get the fake abs. abs and all that stuff, yeah. yeah. Because they're taking it too far. Now they're taking steroids and stuff, too. Yeah. And they're, like, 25. What are you doing? Man? I don't know. I was thinking about doing steroids. Yeah, but you're older. You could take some yeah. testosterone. Yeah. It'd be fine. Thinking about doing that. The thing with that stuff is once you start, once you, you got to that's keep it. Up. Forever. Because yeah. you can't get off what happens if you get off your your levels just drop because your body gets used to being supplemented with mm. the testosterone it and stops so it making stops it making it on its own so as long as you keep taking it not only are you good but you're better you know yeah, but my wife might not like better you don't you don't <laughs> 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 but as soon as you take stop now you're worse she might like that <laughs> you she might like you a little worse. A little more lethargic. <laughs> a little, uh, little. Yeah, settle down.
1: Right? Three times in a week. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's boo in the afternoon. <laughs> the kids are still awake. Oh,
1: gosh. Oh. <laughs> hey, let us know. RefugeProject at gmail.com. What do you want out of church? I'm checking this email. Are y'all like true, passionate mm. listeners of the Refuge Project. Mm. Let us know what you think. What, what, what do you want out of your church? Do you want more of a uh, discipleship, uh, one-on-one? And listen, there has to be discipleships, in our. And, and I think we do a great job. We have lots of small group-type ministries here at our church. Mm-hmm. If you just look on our calendar, there's something going on every yep. single night of the week of a small group of some kind happening. Uh, do you want that to be your church, or do you like the, the, the bigger corporate-type Worship experience.
0: Final thoughts for me. Yep. I think there's a time and place for all of it. And I think <clears throat> it's good to have the big uh, the big services with all the people. I mean, if you've ever been to our convocation and you've got that big room full of all those people, it's not the same as having a small uh, small service or bi- small Bible. It's a, bi- it's a different thing, yeah. you know, and it's good. And that should exist. Uh, also, if that's all you ever had, that's not the best because you need the time to be one-on-one with people and have the small groups. So I think the best is to have a little all of it. Have the big services where the whole church can come together and have those big experiences where we're all worshiping together and we're all you know one of mind, one accord, all that stuff. But I think it's also important to have the small stuff. So I think there's a time and place for all of it. Have the small groups where everybody can go do that stuff, get a little more in-depth and detail. Have the big services where we can all come together. Have it all.
1: I like it. I think this is my final word. The Bible talks about fertile soil. Uh, and we always talk talk about how we can invest in fertile soil, but I think that the soil has to be fer- fertile on both sides. It has to be fertile in your life and it has to be fertile fertile in the in the, in the places that you do ministry. There you go. All right. We love you. This is the Refuge Project.